Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us here on the uh, television airwaves in Santa Barbara, California, or for those of you joining us around the world at goodlifetelevision.org or the YouTube channel or social media platforms or the, the podcast, uh, we welcome all of you. If you're looking, if you're on a, a podcast platform, you're looking for us, you can you can search Good Life Conversations. Um, we see that a lot of you are finding us there. So that's fantastic. So Good Life Conversations on the podcast platforms everywhere else. We're pretty much Good Life TV. Uh, the website, again, is goodlifetelevision.org. And that's a place where that and the YouTube channel are places where you can find all the long form interviews, as well as what we call power clips, where we break up those interviews into some of the great moments. So we're we're just glad you're with us. Uh, we're talking about the good stuff. We're talking about uh, wonderful ventures, wonderful life stories. We're talking with really great people from all walks of life. It's been such a cross-section of, of people in terms of the, the life experiences, the accomplishments, the, the passions, um, so we're we're grateful and I'm, and I'm so uh, grateful and excited to welcome my guest today. Charles Bungert is with me. Uh, welcome, Charles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. And uh, um, reading your story, I kind of spent a portion of my night last night after grieving the Dallas Cowboys loss a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I spent a portion of my night last night kind of reading your story, and it's amazing. Um, and so we're going to get into that and kind of the amazing stuff. Uh, but but I wanted to start with kind of your growing up. Tell us a little bit about your growing up years and kind of your kind of your formative years as a as a young man. Uh, born and raised in Culver City, moved out to Camarillo uh, around age 10, and I've been there ever since, other than uh, college. Um, played football uh, for University of Utah. Uh, real quickly, we went through three offensive line coaches there in 10 months, so I decided to come back, uh, went to Moore Park Junior College, and then went on to Baylor. Oh. Did you play at Baylor or no? Uh, briefly, yes. I had a torn rotator cuff in my shoulder, so didn't get as much time as I'd like, but uh, it is what it is. I didn't know about the football part, so that's new information. So you were a Ute for a period, for a short period of time. And so was my father, yes. Is that right? In the 60s. Wow. Yeah. Well, they've built quite a program out there now. Definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, as, has, their, as has Baylor, obviously. Their head coach was the... Div- defensive coordinator when i was there oh is that right yeah winningham okay yeah 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 yeah. wow well that's fantastic um so and so you so you're a southern california kid um and i know you uh we're going to talk a little bit about your special relationship with your mom in a little bit but but what walk us through so the 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 the, i'll give the short version here and then we're going to get into kind of the the full version as we go but the short version is charles um has a is is a is a guinness world record holder um i believe three-time guinness world record holder and was able to uh run complete a marathon uh 
and this this is in 2012 and then in 2013 and i don't know if i have all the dates right so i'm going to have you walk me through that but in essence uh this was a an enormous accomplishment uh charles has always been a big guy uh and so for 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 someone it it i think it was 427 pounds and and change to do this was like incredible incredible accomplishment so walk us back to 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 2011 or 12 i can't remember when it was you were with your friends you're in oxnard california you're and you kind of make a passing comment about doing this and you're they kind of laughed it off take us back to how this actually the idea got started so uh we went to uh super taco in oxnard everyone from the area should know that place it's on fifth street uh it's been there for like 30 plus years love that place uh massive asada burritos uh 32 inch or a 32 ounce uh horchata drank that came back and uh come into the house and see on the front page of yahoo uh the six foot tall uh sumo wrestler had done the world record so he had the Guinness world record, uh, world's heaviest marathon runner. So he was six foot tall, 400 pounds, and he did it in nine hours and 56 minutes. So I just see this on the front page of Yahoo, right when we came back from eating these massive burritos. And I'm like, I can beat that guy. And my friends are like, yeah, right. I'm like, look at him. I, I could definitely beat him. I'm, you know, I, I know I could. And they just were chuckling and giving me a hard time. Like, yeah, but you're not going to actually do it. So I strapped up, I put on some uh, basketball shoes, my Jordans, went to the Camarillo High School and did uh, like 10, 10 and a half miles in three and a half hours uh, on a full stomach, right? So no training, just went over there. So adding, doing the math on that, I was like, I could easily beat this guy's time. So I come back and I'm like, see, <laughs> my friends are like, yeah, but you're not gonna actually do it. You're not gonna enter. So I, I thought, okay. <laughs> You're going to call me out. Let's do this. So it was kind of like a dare in 2012, uh, you know, that no, you won't, you can't. So I was like, okay. So it was a couple months away. It just happened to be the next LA marathon was a few months away. I just said, we'll see zero training. I went out there and I did it. And I'm, when I say zero training, I mean, I did not run two miles before this. So everyone says you're going to, you're going to hit the wall, you know, like mile 20 or 18 or something. You're just going to be so tired. And so I kept being, you know, I'm apprehensive, never done long distance. I'm, I, I tell everybody I have a 454, but it's meant for tugging boats. I, I'm not built for speed. So <laughs> I, I decided I'm going to go give it a try. Let's see what happens. Right. And uh, I did eight hours and 30 minutes, I believe at 419 pounds. Only problem was I didn't, tell Guinness this, I just did it. So then I, I didn't know how, you know, you have to apply and have an application and like follow their guidelines. <laughs> so I, I sent it in anyway. And they're like, oh, well you weighed in, but you didn't weigh out. So I was like, great. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. Cause you'd think like the important weight would be your, your weight beforehand, not afterwards. Right. But you know, in a football practice, I've sweated out 14 pounds in a three half, three and a half hour practice before for football. So I get it. They want up before and after. That's fine. So the next year, it was kind of bugging me that I did it. I should have the world record, uh, but I need to go through the proper procedures. So 
the next year I made sure Guinness knew I was doing it. I got two personal trainers, a friend of mine uh, that's a photographer, had them come with me, uh, did all the way in properly and the way out. And uh, so anyway, did the race, 427 pounds, nine ounces. That was my finish time. Uh, the thing that bothered me uh, is that my back was out. So I wanted to give it another go this time. Basically the first time 2012 was a dare. The second time I wanted to do it to get the world record. What happened is my mom ended up uh, being diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. So between that time, she was given eight to 14 months to live. So it kind of turned into something to do for her, um, just to give her some hope and to, you know, give her something to live for to see this. Uh, so I put all my efforts into trying to start a website, runningformom.com for her. Um, I should have done maybe a GoFundMe or something like that, but uh, it didn't pan out. I didn't, it was too, too little too late for that. But basically I ran for my mom uh, for inspiration and for her basically. But uh, 17 days before the race, my back goes out. Um, I've had L4, L5 and S1 in my lower back have been an issue for years, especially with football. Uh, also my, my neck. So I'm about an inch shorter since college football. Um, anyway, I had to give it a try. So I, I had raised money, I had done all these things and uh, I can't just back out now, you know? So my photographer, we had a hotel room the night before the race. Uh, he can attest to this, but I could literally, I could barely put socks over my big toes. It was so painful the morning of. So I still was like, I have to at least try to walk. I mean, I have uh, anonymous people that donated money that I can't like, give back i don't know who gave it to i don't want it to seem like a cash grab and i wanted to show up for my mom and at least try so anyway i go out there just like we'll see you know uh so for like the first two miles i had incredible shin splints just terrible pain i hadn't been training because of the bad back and i was just like i'm gonna walk it you know so after about two three miles shin splints went away and my back pain just literally went away like so I, I was afraid that if I just start jogging I'm going to exacerbate this and it's you know I, I'll just drop you know my back will go out again I'm just gonna not finish so I'm like I'm gonna walk this so I tried to jog a little bit as my back felt better but I was just so hesitant that I'm my back's gonna go back out so anyway my time was eight hours 23 minutes uh so I did better than the year before with my back out um <laughs> I had 14 blisters by mile 11. I have no idea what I'm doing, you know. I had old socks on that are kind of milly, you know, little roly-polies on the cotton. I had the wrong shoes. They're tied too tight. Cotton shirt on. Um, all the wrong things, like dark colors. I should have been wearing white and like a, a wickable material. Um, so anyway, I, I'm learning all these things. And I didn't even know, like, all these runners now, uh, they're telling me that uh, every four miles they'll eat like a gel packet or something. And I didn't have anything to eat until like mile 20. And then by the time <laughs> I ate this thing, it's got a little bit of caffeine and I just pow, you know, it's like a, a direct uh, glucose burst of energy. Um, so like learning all these things, 
it's bothered me that my back was out and over all these years i tell people like yeah i'm, I'm the world's heaviest marathon runner what was your time and then i tell them well you know it was eight hours 23 minutes but my back was out and blah 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 so everyone's like well you didn't really run it so for years it's bothered me and i've wanted to try this again well fast forward to now um with my mom when she was dying from uh lung cancer i was taking her to all these uh medical visits and doctor visits and chemo and she asked me to be her rock and to not cry and to just be as strong as possible for her so I, that was my plan and it was really hard but i just had to have a stone face for her so you know she's afraid of needles all this stuff so uh just this last year, I just it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I, I cried for two months straight uh, every day. Uh, it was just a lot. So I just felt like this is the 10 year anniversary. Uh, this would be something to honor her and to uh, try it again and to actually train. So uh, mid-September, I decided I got about six months. I should do this again. and. Uh, Basically, back then, I was uh, still in security and bodyguarding, standing 12 hours, but it was more like standing post type stuff. Uh, now, the security work I do, I routinely am I'm walking 5 to 15 miles a day. So I, I'm just in better shape than I was back then. And I was just like, I'm about the same weight. How about I give it a go again and see what happens if I actually try? So if I actually train and try what might happen so um i've been uh doing five miles a day walking at least some jogging and then just recently i'm at 24-hour fitness and i'm um right now doing high knees running in the pool for two hours straight non-stop uh and my thought process on that is i don't want shin splints uh going into the race so i've picked the correct shoes uh hoka running shoes I have brand new socks that are wickable material. They're like 95% polyester. It's not cotton that's gonna hold in the sweat and give me blisters. Um, I've got everything handled. I've, I've found electrolytes. Uh, I've been drinking coconut water. So I'm lining up everything. I even have a, a, a friend of mine I played football with at Baylor, uh, Baylor Barbie, who is a motivational speaker who's flying out from Dallas the second he heard I was doing this again, when he heard that I did it the first time, he was talking about this when he does his motivational speaking. Uh, but when I reached out to him again, he was just like, I'm in, I'm all in. So immediately he said, I'm flying out, I'm doing it with you. And uh, this isn't a guy I was close with either. It's like we were teammates, but you know, you have, you have who you hang out with on the team basically. And uh, I just feel very blessed that he would do that for me and uh feel that he can just fly out and support me like that so uh you know i have a lot of good friends um that are saying that they're gonna join but no one is actually <laughs> registered yet so i have like 15 people that are like oh yeah i want to run it with you i want to run well baylor barbie was the first one to actually register he's gonna fly out here and stay with me from dallas we're gonna do it together I'm looking for uh, anybody else, especially a personal trainer. I'm uh, still having problems locating a personal trainer right now. I need somebody that will just weigh me in, weigh me out. It's 
it it bothers me that you know the digital scale does all the work but i just need a personal trainer to just stand there and be like yep that's what it said right so i need a personal trainer i want <laughs> to come with me uh the pace is not going to be that fast right but uh basically with my back out i think i was at 21 to 22 minute miles something like that right now i've been uh when i've been trying i'm like 13 to 15 minute miles so i believe wow. i i could potentially do a, a six to seven hour marathon i'm, I'm very apprehensive because I, I have asthma and all this and i'm i i'm weighing more on purpose because for it to be a new world record i have to weigh out and be heavier so this time i'm just like i'm kind of up in the air should i be five pounds over to make sure that I don't sweat it out? Should I be 15 pounds heavier? Like, and then no one will ever try this record again. So I'm, I'm really not sure what my day weight is going to be, but um, I think it's going to be hilarious because uh, out of the 2013 race, there are about 27, 28,000 people that entered and about 8,000 of those people did not finish. So I think the people that finished, it was about 19,500-ish. And I was one of them with my back out at 428 pounds. Yeah, so you, 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 sweat, cool, you, you, know? you, you sweat out more weight than some of those people weigh. Right, and, and I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I'm wearing the wrong shoe. I had blisters. Everyone can tell you, like, by mile, four, uh, mile 11, I had 14 blisters. My grapes were popping. My little toes were just pop, pop, pop. So I'm just like, every step was so much pain. And... uh so now knowing like I have the proper shoes, uh, the nutrition, I know what to eat, like with the carb loading and don't, don't do fiber the night before, you know, and, uh, we've all heard horror stories of people pooping their pants mid race. And, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm just learning a lot. So it's like, you want to, you don't want to wear abrasive clothing, uh, in 2012, right. uh, if you've ever heard of the bloody 11s, you should look that up, uh, runners when you're yes. running your nipples can actually rub off so i learned that the hard way the first year the second year i had to put uh band-aids over my nipples <laughs> uh to protect yourself because you will literally bleed and uh so anyway i'm learning all these things and but one of the most important i was not eating so during the race i mean look at me i'm huge right so you would think a bigger person i need more gas in the tank right Right. So all these marathoners that I'm talking to, I'm talking to even some Kenyan runners that, you know, they run like a two and a half hour race marathon. And they're saying every four miles, they eat a gel packet plus, you know, a banana and they do this and that. I didn't eat until mile 20. So I, I had no energy coming in. So I was just like, you know, orange slice here and there, a little sip of water, no clue what I'm doing. So this time I've really like, honed in my skills i've got a plan and i really don't know what's going to happen but that's the fun part is uh it just because if i'm heavier at all i could be five hours slower and it's still a new world record but my plan is to be heavier and faster this year and then afterwards i want to drop the weight so i want to lose a good 100 150 pounds after this and that's the real goal so this is like my last hurrah is the big dude and then i want to cut the weight so uh yeah just uh that's what i've been doing 
Um, I've gotten a lot of, not a lot, but I've gotten some backlash, like I've said to people, where it's almost like a, a female playing football, where people are just like, you shouldn't be doing this, you know? You, right. you have no place in running in the runner's world. You're not a runner. Who cares? You know, let me do what I'm doing, you know? But I think it's kind of funny that 8,000 people did not finish the LA marathon. And you got to think some of those people might've even trained. So right. my back out, and to weigh twice what they weigh <laughs> and to have blisters and all that, and to still finish and they didn't uh, was quite a motivator <laughs> to me. And I think it's funny. So it, that it's incredible. So I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so you and Baylor Barbie are going to yes. be out there. What's the date of this? March 19th, uh, 2023 two days after St. Patty's day. Um, it's on a Sunday. Uh, anybody that wants to run with us, please come. Uh, you guys need to like live. You, you, you need I to like live stream this. I, I know I thought about wearing a body cam, but that's just more weight. Right. So do I weigh in with a body camera <laughs> on my chest? And then that, you know, cause my backpack, whatever gel packs and water bottles I have, uh, do I weigh, weigh in with that do i take my shoes and socks off what are we doing here so right uh it's a lot but uh i i'd appreciate any support and anybody that wants to join us and run with us uh you will definitely see me at the race i had people that uh, i hadn't seen since high school that out of twenty eight thousand people they saw my big old bald head and they're like bunger <laughs> so i had people i hadn't seen in years and they just saw me there so i'm not hard to miss and uh <laughs> we're not going to be running at a a fast pace where you're not going to be able to catch up to me so right uh, i would love to have uh more people join like i said i have a lot of friends about 15 that claim that they're going to enter the race and they're they're going to do it and what's really funny to me is they keep saying i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i could finish it i'm like i did why why wouldn't you be able to walk jog this with me you know so it's so, hilarious. so Charles, I mean, doctors like would advise against this. I'm guessing. For a normal person, person, yes. I, I got an EKG reading uh, uh, for the last one, just for the heck of it. But um, and are uh, you all right? I mean, everything's okay. Everything's okay that's here. 2013. For this last time, I got blood work done. My doctor was very surprised at how great my blood was. He says, I'm not, you know, pre-diabetic or anything like that. Uh, my blood pressure has come down. One of the things is because I'm drinking a bunch of uh, coconut water. Um, anyway, so I'm doing, taking all the vitamins, doing all these things, walking as much as I can every day. Uh, but literally, like in the last, uh, since Friday, 8 a.m., I've worked 36 hours. I worked 14 hours last night. Uh, I'm just a little machine, you know, like, so. I, I work at yeah. an eight to fourteen hour day. I still go to the gym. I'm still going to do my two miles in the or two hours in the pool with the high knees. I'm still walking at work. Um, you can't stop me. So I'm doing this. It's happening. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be hilarious. And uh, I'd love for more people to check it out. And like I said, it. I would really like any anybody that wants to come and support it. Yeah, uh, LA and, Marathon, March nineteenth. So yeah, Charles, and, Charles. Yeah. So I. So, okay. So you're. You had chin splints. You had, you know, um, 
14 blisters you get the nipple issues you got the yeah. you know we, we got a long list here what how do you what are you thinking about like literally what are you thinking about that pushes so you're at mile 10 and then 15 and then 20 you got to be just like kind of dying i mean what 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 are you thinking about that actually gets you to the finish line uh the first one 2012 uh my sister came down to kind of do a little photography, uh, you know, show the way in, but I didn't know what to expect. So I pretty much walked it. And it, it's such an event with so many people. It's, it's uh, quite a spectacle. I mean, there, I don't even know how many cops, uh, at least 150 on motorcycles, there are helicopters overhead. There, it's so much action. And, uh, you know, started Dodger stadium and it went to uh, Santa Monica pier it's an experience. So everyone kept telling me, Oh, you're never going to do it. You're it's, you're going to just drop dead. You're going to be so tired and you're going to hit the wall. So I kept expecting to just run out of energy at some point and it didn't happen. And I really, the, the first year I had no blisters, but lost the nipples, right? I had the bloody 11s 2012, but no blisters. I feel uh, like when you walk in from your car, you don't, you're not just right at the starting line. So walking in half mile and then after the race you're not right by your car you have to walk a good possibly a mile to get to a parking garage so i feel i probably could have done 32 miles that day i just that's how i felt um with zero training zero i didn't even stretch okay uh then the next time what was my motivation it was my mom right so i was just like i have to do this for my mom uh and then and then once I started the website and I had taken people's money, I felt like, you know, I can't, this can't be a cash grab. And then I go, oh, my back hurts. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do the race. And it's like, that's just terrible, right? So I was like, I got to at least try. So my mom kept saying, don't do it. And I appreciate it. You know, it's okay. Your back hurts. I was like, no, I'm not going out like that. So it was just really weird because I didn't have shin splints as far as like bone pain it was like the the shin muscles were just super tight um and like i said after two miles the first two three miles poof it just went away everything loosened up my back felt great and i was just like um very apprehensive to start jogging like i was just afraid i'm gonna compact the vertebrae and i'm gonna drop on the ground and this is where i'm gonna stay for the rest of the day uh, if anybody's had lower back pain, you know, like, yeah. you go down to the ground, you stay there, that's where you're sleeping tonight. So I really didn't want to push forward and and see if I could run that day. Uh, but I probably could have, right? But back had been out for 17 days. Any doctor would tell you, yeah, this is probably not a good time for you to run a marathon, you know? <laughs> so uh, I did it anyway. I finished. And I still get all this slack from people. And that's my main thing is that the back of my head, it's, I want to do this for my mom, but also, you know, so many people that go, Oh, you did a marathon. What was your time? And it's like, can you give me a break? You know, I weigh twice what you weigh. You haven't done a marathon and you're talking smack, you know, why don't you come run it with me? So uh, the motivation, it was just to finish for my mom. And then, the further along I got, I knew that she was in a wheelchair at the end waiting for me. You know, she's going through chemo. She was diagnosed with eight to 14 months to live. Uh, at that time of the race, that was about eight months in. 
So uh, she died right around 10 months. So a couple in June, she passed away. So she was not in, you know, she was not in a good place to be waiting. So I just kept focusing on that. And then I want to get to the finish line, get her back home. She came out here. She's in a wheelchair. Uh, just being bedridden and for her to be in a wheelchair and show up and, you know, it's cold outside, all that. Uh, it's by the ocean. I just kept thinking, I have to finish. I got to get there. Um, and it was surprising that I had some people that barely knew me that showed up and supported me. And I, I really uh, appreciated that. And then you have, you know, some close friends that didn't donate money, um, weren't there for me, nothing like that. Um, and that kind of hurt. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, anyway, so like I said, just this last year, it was approaching the 10 year anniversary. And I just had all these emotions pop up out of nowhere. Um, and I was crying for like two months straight where it's just like, I kept thinking about it and, uh, it just was getting to me. And I was like, what can I do for mom? Uh, what can I do to honor her again? So I think it's awesome that I got her name. Her full name is in the Guinness book of records. And, uh, the thing is too, that since I was grieving, it took 10 months for me to just get the witness statements and everything sent in. So I wasn't actually in the book, but I'm online. Uh, the other thing that was awesome is um, Guinness started something called uh, Motivational Mondays or Monday Motivation. So they're picking motivational world records um, for motivation for other people. Mine was chosen number two. Uh, so this is out of all world records ever through Guinness. And mine was the second one chosen. Wow. They have about 60 that have been chosen so far. But I thought that was so cool. So I'm technically in the book twice. I I have my record and then I have a motivational uh Monday motivation record that's up there. And that's the one that, with the story that you probably saw. Um wow. so I just feel like I didn't even I didn't even train. I didn't train one day. Nothing. I didn't stretch. I didn't go for jogs. I just did it. And then my back went out. So now I was like, what, what could possibly go wrong if I actually tried, right? So uh, for the last four and a half months, I've been training every day. So the plan is to go, uh, you know, up until race day. And I'm trying to be smart about this, be st strategic. You know, I don't want shin splints and being a guy my size. If I start running 10 miles a day. Uh, you know, I could have ankle and knee pain, all that stuff, or my back could get, go out again, right? I have compacted vertebrae in my neck and my lower back from football, and uh, I want to play it safe. So I walk when I'm bodyguarding and doing security work, and then now going to the gym. So uh, I'm training legs mostly. There's no reason for me to do bench press right now. Um, I'm doing a little bit of that, but <laughs> quads calves uh ankles anything mobility wise stretching and uh basically trying to just prepare myself however i can and i thought that the pool would be the best idea so i'm doing high knees running in place as fast as i can in the pool for two hours non-stop and what's funny about that is i probably couldn't run a full lap around a track once you know i have asthma and whatnot if I did, I, I'm huffing and puffing at the end of that. I'm I'm not running a mile, period. That's not happening, right? But in the pool, I can get the cardio work in, 
prepare myself. So like, well, what if I trained cardio for six months, what would happen? So uh, there are a lot of what ifs right now. And I, I really am interested to see, but uh, my main thing is I want to embarrass as many little people as I can that, that train <laughs> and, you know, they're going to quit. They're going to be like my little ankle hurt. My, I got a blister and they're going to quit. And you pass people at the tents every two miles that there's like a little uh, first aid tent and they're popping blisters yeah. or whatever. And uh, right. uh, there was a nurse in 2012. She saw me and we kept kind of passing each other. And so she finally came up and leaned on me. She's just like, I keep trying to get up, you know, close to you because I just want to lean on you. You're so big. Well, so from like mile 18 to the finish, we we paced each other and we went together. But in the last like mile, we must have passed literally 600 people. People are just walking at the end. And so I kept telling her like, look at this, like the last like 400 yards, we passed maybe 120 people where they're just, they're done. They're just like barely at a snail's pace. And I was like, let's do this. You know, we're going to at least pass them. Right. So that was with zero training. And I just think it'll be so interesting to see, uh, you know, I was 428. What if I'm 440 and I run it an hour faster this time, you know? So it's going to be a new world record. We have no idea what's going to happen. I may weigh 450. I may weigh 435. The whole thing is I'm scared that if I, if I weigh 429, will I weigh less at the end of the race? And then it's not a world record. So the plan is yeah. to be at least five, 10 pounds heavier and trained and ready to go. Um, so, like I said, I've got the, the correct shoes, I feel. I've got socks already. Another thing, wear a size 16 shoe. I had to drive an hour to L.A. to buy socks, just so you know. So there are no socks for big guys. I can't go to Ross. I can't go to Nike. They don't sell anything by size. So, uh, How tall are you? To, I'm 6'6". Six, six. So yeah, I had to drive an hour to go get socks. So, so you're welcome six, to my world. You're, you're six six. You're gonna go in at about four forty. Yeah. And you have size sixteen shoes. Yeah. Yeah, this is quite a deal. They so really they're not gonna miss you. I think they may see you from space. <laughs> well, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I did the race again in. Uh, 2015 at 436 pounds and i did a little bit of uh pool work but i really didn't i there was no jogging i just thought oh yeah i'll do the race again right i was an hour faster the first half so i was pushing myself early uh but in 2012 they kicked us to the curb they start reopening the street so in 2012 they kicked us to the curb i'm gonna say it like mile 21 mile 22 in 2013, they kicked us to the curb um, a little bit earlier, so maybe like mile eight, 18. We what does that mean? What does that mean? They kicked you to the curb. They reopened streets, so they're like, "You're too slow. We got traffic happening." So, oh, I see. Yeah. So all the fast people, they get a full coconut water. They get all this stuff. By the time we get there, you get a little Dixie cup of uh, coconut water. <laughs> you know, there are orange slices all over the ground. You're like sliding around on everything, right? Uh, the 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 first aid tents are already closing, you know. You're just like, hey, what? I paid too, you know. What's going on here? So, anyway, yeah. Uh, we're uh, we're just gonna see what happens. So, um, in 
2015, they by mile like 13, uh, they were kicking us to the curb. So there's the whole uh, street sweeper, Zamboni people. There was a whole thing of motorcade cops. And um, the, the route still was from uh, Dodger Stadium to uh, Santa Monica Pier. And now it goes to Century City. So it's a slightly different course. Um, but anyway, they, they changed it also. There was uh, a lot of homeless people and um, literally you'd have to step over people on the sidewalk. And I just kind of was like, uh, I started puking to around mile 12 and a half. But uh, I was like, you know what? I already have the world record. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to call it a day, you know? So at that point, I was still an hour faster uh, by halftime. So by mile 13, I was my pace was an hour faster. But I just looked and I was like, I'm not doing this on the sidewalk. And the whole thing is, you're talking about like a four foot wide sidewalk. Um, if you step out of bounds, if you go on the street, you got cops that can actually give you a ticket. If you don't press the uh, crosswalk button, if you jaywalk or do anything, they will write you a ticket. So uh, you're you're following traffic laws at that point. And I was just like, I, I'm just like, I, I'm done. So I called it a day that time. Uh, but I learned a lot, and uh, I think that knowing that they're going to kick you to the curb, that I need to push forward as hard as I can early, get as far as I can early, and then go from there. But, um, you know, when you got everybody on the curbs, uh, you have to four by it. You're going over tree roots and on the dirt to pass, like, maybe 60 people that are just walking on the sidewalk. And you're, it's like no one gets out of your way. So you got narrow sidewalk and uh, they just they just kind of don't care about you. You know, you paid, but uh, most of the people have finished. So all the slow pokes, you can walk and use the crosswalks. And uh, so it's a whole it's a whole nother thing for us. Uh, slow pokes, you know, when it gets to the end there, we don't. Get Charles, so we're out of time, but I got to summarize because this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard of in my life. So you're going to run, walk, whatever. March 19th, LA Marathon. If you're near LA, come look for Charles. You can't miss him. Um, and now, Charles, uh, where do people, do you have a website or do you have social media presence or something where people can can find you? They can find me uh, Instagram, running for mom uh, on Instagram, just the, the number four, uh, running for mom. Uh, that's okay. the one I've had so far. Uh, All right, running for mom. So your your mom, Carol, who I know is, I'm sure, looking down with great pride in in everything you're doing. Um, I know you're you're doing it in part for her, and so we're. This is amazing, and we'll check out running for mom again, March nineteenth, LA Marathon. Charles, I don't even know what to say. You're like a machine. You're like a force of nature. You're the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. This I is try. incredible. <laughs> I love it. Well, congratulations. Be safe now. Make sure you're safe. I am. We want to have you in one piece after we're done with this thing. But uh, God bless you. And thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time.